What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the Crease Dive. Today is Monday, July 8th. We are now in the all-star break of the PLL season. Ladies and gentlemen, the Chrome are winless no more. Jake, the, the dream is officially dead of seeing an 0-10 team to start off the PLL, uh, their history. So it's it's a great day if you're a Chrome fan, a somber day for the rest of the world. So how are you feeling? I mean, you got to be a little sad, but at the same time, it's like, ah, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of nice you know, to see the guys uh, string one together. I mean, if we're going to blame anybody, it had to be Jordan McIntosh, you know, putting together five, six goals maybe. So, uh, Hey, let me I tell mean, you, it was, it was a pair of Jordies doing, doing the, the majority of the work. So, uh, McIntyre, I think he had what, like five goals. I think Jordan Wolf might've had, he had like three or four goals. So, I mean that right there, like nine goals from a pair of Jordies in an eight goal win. I'm not much of a math guy, but that seems to be the difference maker to me. That's a huge difference maker. They kind of just poured it on, uh, the Chrome, you really kind of saw everybody come alive um and w which is i mean when you've got a, a face-off guy that's just so dominant um and, and connor farrell like you you really wanted them um i mean it it, it was kind of like you know connor farrell's out there you know doing all the heavy work and waiting for these guys to to uh you know step up and start throwing them down and you know they absolutely throw them down 19 goals is a fucking beat down um i i believe that that even that actually makes their uh scoring differential positive um after the after the eight goal uh after the eight goal differential they went from negative six to plus eight and now they're at plus two um yeah like that was in in terms like i mean because at, at this point like the chaos like they you know they had, like rolled uh they rolled the atlas they had a couple huge wins um you know and and they were kind of you know the, those last few weeks like every every team's goal differential was like pretty much like match their record it's like you know, if you were, you know, let's just say if you were like four and two, like your goal differential is probably just going to be plus two or plus three. Like they were the only ones that was like, oh, they've been like shit pumping teams. Um, but hey, sometimes in life, if you know, it's either, you know, you you have to do the shit pumping or you get shit pumped. And, uh, you know, the chaos had to find that out the, the hard way on Sunday afternoon as the Chrome pick up their first win of the PLL season. Uh, another another great weekend of games. I, I thought that this weekend was, um, I don't know, maybe it, it had something to do with, you know, kind of the the weather delay a little bit in there. Like, I, I felt like some of these games kind of, uh, you know, they dragged on like a little bit, uh, you know, especially like Redwoods Archers, which, by the way, we came so close in that game to seeing our first time. By so close, I mean, like we were still five minutes away. Um, but like I, I don't know. I, I feel like there were there were some stretches of these games where, um, you know, the the action kind of like slowed down a little bit. I think that the All Star break is coming in at a perfect spot. Uh, you know, I think it'll give these guys a good little rest because, like, think about it. They just played six straight weeks of traveling all across the country, um, playing in these tight games. Like all these games have been so tight. I don't think people necessarily realize it's like. It's like, yo, like they're traveling somewhere new every week, living in a hotel, playing 48 minutes where it's like, 
like every single possession matters. I think that, you know, we, we saw a little bit, they were still great games, like tight games with the, you know, Redwoods archers going to OT uh, whip snakes, taking down the Atli 11 to nine. So like, those are two tight games. Um, but I do think that some of these guys would, will probably appreciate the, uh, you know, the next, at least this whole full week off. Um, and then if they're not playing in the all-star game, then they get those two weeks off. So I, I think that this break is coming in at a, at a pretty nice time for some of these guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess people don't really realize, you know, the, the casual fan doesn't realize the, you know, the physical toll that these games play, you know, that these games take on players, you know, they're not going out there for a leisurely beer league game. You know, they're going absolutely all out. And when you get up there in age, as you and I have, uh, figured out um, and are, are realizing like well, a very hard lacrosse game is pretty tough on your body, you know, coupled with, you know, the workouts that these guys do on a regular basis. And, you know, for six straight weeks, uh, it start you, you get a little wear and tear, especially if some of these guys were um, like, you know, Jake Vaccaro said he was like literally at a desk last year, you know, so some of these guys are, are these are the first like sets of, I mean, you wouldn't know it, you know, with Jay, the way Jake McCarl has been playing, but um, you know, some of these guys were sitting at desks and now they're out on the field. So, you know, six straight weeks. And then we got the all, the all-star break. Like, you know, that gives two weeks. It was talking about somebody who had a, um, who had like a foot injury um, and he'll have about two. I can't remember who it was, but they have to, you know, so you have used these two weeks to kind of prepare yourself for the all-star game, um, which I think is, uh, which, which is fantastic. I think most, most other sports do the same thing. So like taking, taking that uh you know that model and applying it here helps the boys out yeah i just like i, I think like because like i think about traveling myself and it's like yeah like i like like just coming off of a four-day weekend right now you know for fourth of july and everything like that it's like you know i like down at the shore what i like just getting back now like trying to like get acclimated back to like real life and it's like fuck like i kind of need kind of need some time here to settle in um these guys there it's it's been six weeks and they haven't been able to settle at all. So um, you know, and then you even you look at guys like uh like Matt McMahon who are out there just throwing their bodies in front of shots like fucking psychopaths. Um so yeah, I I, I think that the I, I also like that it's you know six weeks all-star break and then they get to close out strong with four weeks of the regular season before um you know before the playoffs pick up. I think if they would have stopped it like exactly in the middle we would start to see some guys start to drag a little bit in the playoffs. Um, so you give them two weeks, two weeks to kind of settle down and then that'll just line up perfectly for a fucking wild end of the season. Cause right now we've been talking about this, like the whole season so far about how, you know, cause we're both, you know, two large adult idiots, I, I feel like. Um, yes. So, so we've, we've mentioned from time to time that our tiny brains can't comprehend like, if, if we're trying to do like a preview for these games, like we don't know what to say about what's going to happen for these games. Cause anything can happen. Like you look at what, like the Chrome, they, so they beat the chaos for, you know, the PLL, they actually just tweeted this out. So um, Chrome, they beat the chaos. I'm trying to think about like when this all happened, like what, what the uh, order is here. I don't know if this is like week by week, but Chrome beat the chaos chaos, beat the Atlas Atlas, beat the archers, archers, beat the redwoods, redwoods, beat the whip snakes, whip snakes, beat the Chrome. Anybody can beat anybody. So like you look at a team like the Chrome right now where they're one in five, 
and and like yeah like i guess the best that they could do is end the regular season at five and five but then once you're in the playoffs any one of these teams can as we've seen shit pump the other um so you know having these boys again these these two weeks are going to be crucial to keeping the boys nice and fresh for the uh you know for the end of the regular season here and going into the playoffs because once you're in like who gives a fuck if you lost the first five straight games of the season? Like all you have to do is just go out, put up another 19 and who knows? I mean, the Chrome could win the crown. So like this, this league is, it doesn't make any sense. And and that's, what's great about it. Yeah, true. None of it makes any sense. You know, with one win, the Chrome are suddenly back in it. Um, you know, the chaos has what, what we would say, you know, you could call the chaos's offense, uh, the bomb squad, you know, we, they absolutely just, been throwing up points and here they are getting just their shit kicked in by the chrome who have been you know struggling to put something together for for five weeks and now they're right back in the hunt you know ending the ending your first seat your inaugural season at five and five is not terrible no not at all especially because like i mean like i i don't know who they uh who they play in the first game back went once we're, we're past the all-star break, but I mean, Atlas and archers, which by the way, dude, the archers dropping four in a row now, right? Weird. Yeah. Weird. Right. So like that. And again, that, that just, what, what's great about how chaotic this league is and how none of it makes sense. Is it really dumbs down every, like everybody else. Cause like, Anybody else can like think that they're smart. Anyone else can like go out there and be like, yeah, I know exactly what I'm talking about. Been studying these teams, know their tendencies, yada, yada, yada. Like I've run the numbers and I know that, you know, Chrome are going to take that. Like, no, like nothing, you know, nothing. Nobody knows nothing until that, that final whistle blows. So I do like how ridiculous this league is just because if it makes everybody look dumb as hell, which is pretty much just our like resting standard. I mean, the other thing is like, you're going to have to, the other thing, I mean, it forces you to just sit back and enjoy the game. Like it, you just, even the casual, you know, it's almost like it makes us all casual fans because, you know, yes, you have your investment in your, in your, in your team, you know, whoever your team might be. But at the same time, you're like, well, I don't know if I want my team to win. I kind of want chaos. I kind of want this to be close. I want every game to be like this. You know, I, I, I want to, I want the up and back and the, the excitement and, you know, the big hits and, you know, the takeaway checks and the, 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 the sick goals. Like, you know, you find yourself rooting for that rather than, you know, a, a, a certain team. And I think the PLL has done um, just a fantastic job of that dude. And I mean, yes, they keep our small brains absolutely satisfied. Um, and you know, if you're trying, and this is going to fuck up, I honestly, I would never bet on a PLL game in my entire life. You know, I know that Las Vegas wanted a, a year's worth of data before, you know, like DraftKings or something would get involved, but I wouldn't be surprised if DraftKings is like, I, uh, we don't really want any of this. Fuck that. Like there's none of this is predictable. Like what well, this is fuck that, you know? So uh, I think it's great dude. you know, all the naysayers and stuff like that, they can just. You know, they can go drive off a cliff. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not concerned about them. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to like figure out like what, like, I, I guess maybe once there's some expansion and there's some more teams and like, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think that there are enough great lacrosse players out there where, like, even if this was, like, a 12-team league right now, I think that all these games would still be tight. You would still, like, not know, like, who's going to beat who. I think, like, once you get into that, like, 20, 25 range of teams, like, that's when there are some, like, there are some clear teams where, like, those guys fucking suck. Like, you know, eventually, like, that just has to happen or, like, teams will just start tanking and shit like that. Um, but I think... I mean, I, I I think like they could still get up to 10, 12 teams and it would still be just pure what the fuck is going on here, like who's going to win this one, um, which is a really good place for the PLL to be because like I, I feel like they there's still so much room for expansion without watering down the product at all. Um, so yeah, if, if you're... <laughs> that, that would probably scare <laughs> off Vegas a little bit because they're like, well, shit, like, you know, it's going to take a while for them to grow to 2025 teams. Um, so I guess, you know, in, until then, it's just, I guess you're just betting on a coin flip. Pretty much. I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. So if that's your, if that's your deal, like if you, if you like the 50, 50 thing, then whatever, man. Yeah. I mean, 50, 50 is better than anything that I operate with when it comes to gambling on sports. I'm more of like a, True like a 1585 guy. So I'll take those odds any day of the week. Um, but yeah, so week six, um, if it, it felt nice to have another overtime game back in our life, uh, you know, it, it was the, the Atlanta week is the one that we didn't have any correct. Um, so it, it just, mm. it, it was good to, it, something just felt missing, um, that Atlanta week without any overtimes. But yeah, like we said, the longest, the longest game in PLL history. I mean, this one came down. It was like just over five minutes before Jules hit that OT dagger uh, to give the Redwoods their third straight win. And I think it was like Ryan Boyle mentioned it like right before the goal. Um, you know that if no one scores here, that that will end up in a tie. Now, obviously, five minutes is still a juicy amount of time left on the board for someone to stick it. Um, but the fact that it went down that that far. I was I was pulling for a tie at that point. I just because I wanted to I, see your I wanted to see your reaction. I, I definitely was. I think we're getting close. Um, I, I absolutely think we're getting close. I think we're less close now because you know six weeks in, everybody's you know at, at that six after six straight games, everybody's you know kind of tired, run down. You know maybe the shots are going to drop after their two weeks that they get off. You know, in the All Star game, and then back in action. I think that they'll be fresh, and I, I you know, so maybe we could see it in Week Ten. That would be a great week to to, uh, uh, to a great way to cap off um, the PLL season. But other than that, um, I think until we, it completely think, fucks up the seating. Yeah, and I think that I'm, you know, my my dream for that might be might be slowly dying. So rest in peace. Yeah, well, one of the reasons why this game went so deep into overtime is because Drew Adams came in and just announced to the rest of the world that the man is back. Uh, you know, he's been backing up Gettleman for, you know, the, the full season so far, got in there for the Archers, put on a goddamn show, especially in over. He had one point blank save on um, on Garnsey there, like in overtime, just an absolute freak. Uh Springfield Delco product, not a big deal or anything like that. Uh, but huge game from Drew Adams making a bunch of saves. Uh, Matt McMahon, like we mentioned again or earlier, he uh, chipped in. He had, I think he had two saves right there, back to back, um, just diving in front of the cage like a goddamn lunatic. Dude, I, I, I hope all these guys wear cups. 
Like, I hope that they've like, I know that if, like if I was playing right now, like I probably still wouldn't just because they're so uncomfortable. But if you're out there, um, I mean, he just went like full, like spread Eagle across the cage to try to make that save. So if, you know, we, I, I guess we need a, a little inside source to know if he's wearing any protection and any, uh, maybe he's got a nut hut on. I mean, maybe, uh, I mean, I know I wouldn't just because like I'm, I'm stupid, um, and never have, but you know, I mean, you, you got to think that some of these guys are, uh, I don't know. Reckless. Smarter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe we're, maybe we're giving them too much credit. Maybe they're all out there like, fuck this, you know, it'll never happen to me type deal. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But, uh, but yeah, so Jules Hendenberg, that's, I mean, just another win for him. He's is the, uh, I guess it's time now to start having the conversation is Jules Hendenberg, the goat when it comes to the PLL, um, out of every single player who has ever played in the premier lacrosse league, he's the only one to ever start off a season six and oh, uh, I could, can he do 10 and oh, could he have the, the perfect season? It's hard to say it, it extremely hard to say, but the goat conversation it's, um, now's definitely the time and and i feel like he's i mean he's like you look back in pl history and there's no one else who's ever done this before so numbers don't lie uh that's right numbers don't lie ball don't lie um you know speaking of that that game and speaking of the goat we didn't see much out of tom shriver which you know was kind of um kind of strange uh we didn't see much out of, out of tom i mean he, I don't know. He, it was, up, he got stuff from, uh, I mean, he pulled up from one, like right underneath of the two point line and Tim yeah. Troutner just took his candy, sent it back on the other way. So um, yeah, a little, I mean, it is, Tim, Timmy Turner is, is pretty demoralizing. I would say because he's, he's been pretty on top of it and he was extremely on top of the archers that game. I think that uh, I think that our man, Timmy is killing it, but I mean, you know, uh, the archers started off as one of those teams. Like, damn, that's a damn good team. Like, their attack unit's solid. Their defense is crazy good. You know, and now they've dropped four in a row. So anything can happen, as we've said. But I mean, I am certainly surprised about the archers' uh, misfortune in the past four games. Yeah, yeah, and like that's a, it's like I don't even know what they can do different to win. It's just like they're just getting unlucky bounces. Like they're that's the thing. It's not like like they need any additional help on any area of the field. Like they have great attackmen. They have strong midfielders. Um, you know, they have guys who can push it in transition with their poles and they have two great goalies. It's just, well, they just haven't been able to close it out in the last four weeks. So, um, you know, another team that that's having a little difficulty closing things out, the Atli still struggling. So they move to two and four on the season. Um, after they dropped this one to the whip snakes, 11 to nine. And, uh, tell you what, Joe Nardella, what a goddamn animal that guy is going up against Trevor Baptiste at the face off X. Uh, he gets two goals in the first quarter, two face off goals in the first quarter going up against Baptiste. Um, I mean, I, I'm trying to think, like, I feel like I'm a little bit worried 
that there are going to be all these kids now, uh, you know, grown up, taking face-offs, wanting to be the next Joe Nardella. And so they're all just going to start just slinging it every single time they went a face-off forward uh, instead of passing it over to the point guy on the fast break, which, you know, could turn out to be a little problematic. But for a guy like Joe Nardella, an absolute weapon, uh, tucking away two in the first quarter. And, you know, again, not a big math guy, but two goals from Joe Nardella and a two-goal win. You know, you can kind of put that one together if you want. Um, you know, big time difference maker in that one. And the Whip Snakes keep this thing rolling. They had one setback to the Redwoods, but that had a lot to do with the Jules Henningberg revenge game. Um, other than that, they have been perfect. And I think like they're the one team so far this season where it's like, all right, like we know exactly what we're gonna get out of the Whip Snakes. We can kind of, you know, they're they're going to be a team. Um that like they'll be there at the end. Like this, this is the one team that's really starting to separate themselves. Not a lot of it. Like it's not a huge separation, but like you could definitely categorize them at the top. I'd say so. Um, I mean, Nardella and the faceoff guys are definitely, um, they're giving. It's it, it's a twofold. It, it, you know, it's good and bad. So like you know, the these faceoff guys are showing like the versatility that you know, the, these face-off guys have, you know, being able to shoot, you know, Trevor Baptiste pulling up from two, being able to handle the ball, not just being the nerd who has super quick wrists, you know, his wrist strength is just insane. And he, he has some weird quirk about him, like drinking a gallon of milk a day or something like that. You know, he's not just that anymore. These guys are actual offensive threats and values to the team. Um, and you're right. It does give some of these kids who are in, you know, who are facing off an incentive to just pull up and rip. Uh, which I mean, I think it's good. I think that these faceoff guys should always have the chance, but they should also kind of understand that they usually suck ass at shooting. So maybe it gives them a, a better incentive to to get out there and actually, you know, maybe take you know a hundred reps of, of, of clamps and then you know fifty shots or something like that. Um, I, I'm, I'm I think pretty that's, big on that. I think that's the thing right there. I think Joe Nardella just needs to come out. I, we'll get him on the pod. We we'll we'll get him on the pod. You scored two goals in the first quarter as a faceoff guy. We'll get you on the pod. Um, but we do need you to come on here and just give a quick PSA to all the kids out there, being like, hey, like, you know, if you want to stick two G's like me, um, you know, you gotta you gotta make sure get yourself out there to some to some shooting clinics, get those reps in. Uh, you can't just be some jackass who ends up just throwing lollipops into the goalie stick because he's already been warmed up enough and then it ends up being a fast break the other way. So all we have to do is just set that record straight and then it's all good to go by me. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally in agreement. Uh, and he's also doing it with a knee brace, which you and I both know is like an extremely impossible. Um, the mobility and again, new knee braces, Don Joy, shout out. If you guys want to sponsor the pod, it'd be cool. Um, the new knee braces are much lighter and things like that. But still, you know, there is a bit of mobility, um, especially in your hips, that it, 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 that takes constant work. And Nardella's out there killing it. Maybe he's a robot. Have we considered that, that he's a robot? Because he's pretty damn quick. And I don't see any limp when he's running. So well, could if, be a robot. If there's one robot on the Whip Snakes roster, it is Ryan Drenner. Oof. This fucking kid, man. Ryan Drenner is an assassin. He's been put on this earth to kill. The Whip Snakes, they have they have five wins, right? They're five and one. Ryan Jenner has four game winners. Two of them came in overtime. Um, 
think he had the game winner against the Atlas the first time around, and then he ends up with the game winner against the Atli again this past weekend, getting that 10th goal. Um, dude, four game winners, five wins. Uh, another thing, I, I'm trying to think if this was the – I for some reason, I uh, maybe I just haven't noticed this or not, but I'm pretty sure that Ryan Drenner made a switch over to wearing an STX bucket which really threw me off because um, I feel like he, he was just, he was playing so well and usually like, you know, professional, like athletes in general, but like, especially professional athletes, like once you get to that level, like you have all your things that, that are going on, like you're probably a freak when it comes to like, uh, you know, routines and um, the fuck, like superstitions. Uh, I'm trying to think of like the word that I'm, uh, either way, like you have your superstitions, your routines, and you don't fix, you know, you don't try to change things up if they're working. So, I mean, he's already been crushing it wearing the Cascade S and then he made the switch over to the SDX helmet. That's a big time. Like it takes some serious balls to pull that move in the middle of the season being like, yeah, like I don't like nothing can fuck with me right now. You can have me wearing like an actual bucket helmet. Um, it's not going to fuck with me right now. Cause I'm just out here to kill. And then he goes out, throws on an SEX helmet, still scores the game winner in this game. So, um, like that, that right there to me is more impressive than anything. Yeah. They, the PLL actually just dropped a, a, a sick shirt that says, uh, winner, winner, Ryan Drenner, uh, pretty sick. I'd cop. Definitely, maybe take the sleeves off it, rock mm. that shit, you know, yep. at the beach or something like that. Um, you know, I think that the reason that he uh, pulled up, uh, the reason that he won this most recent game is because he pulled up in jean shorts. Um, so not only is he a fashion icon, he's also um, Mr. Clutch. Uh, I mean, what what else could? I mean, there's there's so many names you could have for him. Um, you know, Drenner's really like the third splash brother if you think about it. I don't really know what else you would. Uh, you you would call him. There's so many nicknames that come to mind, but you know I think the scary part is that you know he's playing a sport where a lot of guys are really driven by suspicion, uh, not suspicion, uh, superstition and routine. And he was just able to take a different bucket and throw it on and absolutely play out of his mind, which that would throw me off. Like I, if I get if I get one wrinkle in my jersey, I'm like this is my day's ruined. If I can't wear my favorite undershirt or something like that, I'm like. I, I can't play. I might as well just not show up. So that's you know credit to to Drenner for being able to be Mr. Clutch uh, in a in a different. Oh, yeah. Like I I would like tape my stick before every game. Like have to like rip off the tape at like the exact same spot every single time. Granted, I was just like sitting on the bench too. Like that was like just for me to like cheer on the boys while they're actually playing. And here comes Ryan Drenner just sticking game winners in a completely different helmet. Um, yeah, the jorts was great look coming off the bus. That's a big time uh, intimidation factor. Like, because like you have to imagine all these boys, like they're you know they're on their phones a lot of the times. Like they're you know they're just you know they're they're twenty something year olds, uh, you know who are you know pretty you know in uh, in tune with what's going on in the world into social media. So they're looking on their phone. Like they might not see the whip snakes come off of their team bus to get into the, uh, to get into the stadium. But like, even if they don't see that, you know, they're looking at their phones, they see the PLL put those pictures up right away. You know, you're sitting there in the Atlas locker room. You're like, Oh fuck. Drenner just stepped out in a pair of jorts. We are fucked. You know that before 
warmups even start and there's still nothing you can do about it because he sticks the game winner like just over two minutes left in the fourth quarter. So you know what's going to happen from the very beginning of the day. Ryan Drenner out there in his jorts still makes it happen. Um, real quick, I do want to say I I mentioned this earlier, but I, I think that you know as long as the PLL All-Star uniforms aren't completely finalized yet, I do think that they need to work some denim into them. Yeah, so here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like, um, so uh, I'm thinking like, you know, the the shorts a little bit sh- higher than knee length because that's becoming the trend. Like the, the a little bit higher than knee length, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I, I don't really care. Like I don't have an opinion on that. I'm sure like uh, it makes me look taller when I do that. I think so. I uh, I okay. like where your head's at. I mean, I'm showing more legs, so like the ladies love it. I'm 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 all about that. So yeah, I'm thinking like a little bit higher than knee length, like a denim pattern, mm-hmm. and then. The jerseys, I want a floral pattern. I'm oh. thinking like a, like a Hawaiian type deal, maybe a like floral a, pattern, like 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 the cop on Stranger Things this this new season. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched yet, but I'm gonna take your word for it, and I uh, expect it. I expect it's it's probably uh, pretty pretty s- retro s- and nice. Spoiler alert: the entire series is just about this cop uh, buying a Hawaiian shirt. Like that's the whole every season just leads up to that moment and then it ends and everyone goes home happy because the cop found his Hawaiian shirt. That is, that is the stranger thing is the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> it's actually, so, it's, it, there's going to be a movie spinoff, just strangest things. And it's going to be, it's, we're just going to go into his closet and it's all Hawaiians. It's uh he's hoarding Hawaiian shirts from Goodwill. <laughs> but regardless, I, um, you know, if, if we want to, if we want to transition right into a segment, um, I, I, we can, we, we, okay. So let, let me back up. If we transition well, hold segment, up because this, this, I, I didn't, I didn't I, realize that segments were a part of this episode. This is, is this? this is a surprise, surprise segment courtesy of Jake. Let's go right into it. Okay. I have to go all a surprise segment man up on, uh, the all-star game, the way that they're selecting the players, huge man up on that. I think that's uh, cool as fuck. Man down, Trevor Baptiste selecting Paul Rabel with his first pick. Kiss ass. Jesus. Absolute kiss ass. Trev, buddy, like, oh, man. Like, listen, we all know it. Uh, it's like, it, I mean, it, why? it's like if there was like an episode of The Office and they were like picking out teams, like, like Dwight would pick Michael right away. Yep. Trevor Baptiste just. You just you just dwighted yourself. That's it, and and I think he he will get that reference. So Trevor, uh, if you're listening, we're very disappointed in you. Uh, perhaps come on the pod to discuss. Um, honestly, you should just let us make the picks for you. I think that that would probably be easy. We can take that off your back for you. Um, I mean, it, that's like I'm trying to say. It's, that's like uh, it's like pl- like picking teams in kickball. And like you, you, you pick the guy who started the kickball league just because like he started the kickball. League. Like you pick the teacher, like ah, oh, the teacher's gonna play with us. I did. I pick the teacher. Yeah, and, and then, then like, like you're like, oh yeah, the teacher's gonna give me an A on my next project because I picked him. Exactly. It feels like there's some nepotism there. Um, it feels like maybe from Paul. Paul, Paul should like maybe not even like allow himself to play in the All Star game just because like, you know, feels like uh, insider trading or something like that. I'll tell you what, if for any reason I, we might need to put on our investigative journalism hats for this one. Um, because I am a little bit worried that maybe 
just maybe there was some there was some uh, financial motivation going into that pick. Maybe maybe Paul Rabel decided to you know slip a little cash under the table to Trevor Baptiste said, Hey, make sure that I'm your first pick for this one. And I don't know if there's a salary cap in the PLL or not. Um, but if there is, if, if, I mean, I feel like that should count against the salary cap. And if that puts him over now, we've got a controversy on our hands, but I do agree with your initial man up on having the, the two captains just pick the team as if, you know, you're playing in the playground and it's just like throwing sticks in the middle. Uh, I actually would. I actually would like sticks in the middle. They should. I would. Maybe yeah. that should be that should be the uh, the, the All Star Team Selection Show. I think that's going to be tomorrow, Tuesday. They, they said that they're going to air um, the rest of the selection show. It should just be everyone throwing their their sticks in the middle. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't. I don't see any other way to do it. Fuck. Uh, yeah. No. That's that's perfect. Why Why would they do it any any other way? You know, it's going to suck. Is going to be the last guy picked. Do we have any bets on the on the last guy picked? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the roster right yeah, now. Yeah, let, let's get up the roster. Let's do this in real time because this is great radio. Just a couple guys, you know, pulling out their phones, trying to make sure that we have the Wi-Fi connection to make it happen. Um, God, they post so much. Wow. Yeah, a lot of my right thumb's getting a big time workout here with all this scrolling. Credit to them though. Okay, I'm I'm almost there. That's what she said. Um, now I wonder if you know while while we're looking for this, um, I wonder if they are going to have a. Uh, there's got to be some sort of a prize for the last guy picked, right? I I know that they do I, that for. There's got to be. Yeah. I, oh, here we go. I know you're not a. Uh, I know you're not a hockey guy, but they have that for the NHL All Star Comp or all-star game. So like the last guy picked, will get like a, like a Honda car and it's like, <laughs> you got to drive around in a Honda, but like whatever it's, <laughs> it's, it's affordable. It's practical. It's, it's a great vehicle. Let's give um, one of these guys like a, like a 2006 Toyota Camry, you know, with like 180,000 miles on it like that. Yeah. But there's like, a, great. there's like a four switch CD player in it though. So like you can throw that bitch up with oh, yeah. mixtapes. Hmm. Okay. We'll tell you what, the last pick, it would make sense. It's going to be a defenseman. Is you it? Know, I, 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 I have a feeling. Now, here's the thing. If I was Trevor Baptiste, I would pick up Greg Redlian, like with like my next pick because there's only <laughs> two face guys in it. So if he just takes Greg, then they have two of the best face-off guys in the world going up against no one else who takes face-offs. So if Greg, but if Greg isn't the next pick for Trevor, then I feel like he would just be like, like, why would you pick him? Because Trevor is not going to pick him. And then like, there's only one other face-off guy. So you might as well just wait for him. Right. Like by kind of like de facto. Yeah. Um, so he could be, he could be last. That's one. Who else? I feel like they're taking, I feel like they're going to take all the attackmen. I, I, I feel like this is, uh, Brutal, you think, brutal radio though. So we. Do should you think talk. that? Yeah, I. I mean, do you think they're gonna take, uh, you know, Kyle Harrison or something like that too late? Because you, you know, would, if if either of these guys were to leave Kyle Harrison until the last pick, that's that's just that's wrong. That's wrong. I'll tell you what. Uh, well, I was gonna. 
I mean, it depends. Like, how are Matt Landis's nuts right now? That's um, true. Although he did take that one. Actually, you know what? Yeah, because Trevor needs to kind of make that one up to him since he basically exploded his nuts with his shot. So Trevor yes. also needs to pick up uh, Matt Landis, if not certified dick. I'm actually I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Gregor Enley and just he's the only other faceoff guy and it's like the one captain's a faceoff guy so like you can just use your picks on other guys just knowing that Trevor is probably not gonna take Greg unless he does because that's great gamesmanship. Yeah, I don't really have a pick. Maybe maybe it, you know maybe it's gonna be one of the guys that you're scared of like Tucker Durkin, you know, or maybe you take Tucker Durkin because you're scared of him, you know, like don't pick me last. Uh, maybe Drew Snyder. He's been kind of a uh, he kind of slips under the radar at, at, at kind of literally at all times. So I think one of them, I think that's fair. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry guys. I know you're big listeners, but, or maybe one of the goalies gets shafted, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would, and I wonder, I, I, I wonder if there's going to be, Again, I, I'm just I'm thinking about like you you gotta you gotta just hoard all of one position and then you're good to go. So like if I'm one of the like what if maybe you know like Rambo's gonna go with probably Blaze soon just because they're roommates here in, in Philly, and then maybe once that happens, he can just go on a run of goalies and just pick up all of them. Like it's gonna be hard to win if you don't have a goalie. I don't know. I that need would- to know if there are any like rules that if like it's like all right, guys, like you you can only pick two of the four goalies because if it's a lawless reckless abandon where you can pick whoever you want whenever you want i mean loaded up on the goalies that's an easy way to get a win i mean i think that i mean it's kind of been out there right for you know like they think that's kind of like the pll's uh thing kind of like just chaos so why not why Let's not make it weird um Real quick, before we wrap this thing up, um, another thing I wanted to mention about, you know, we, we started talking about um, fashion a little bit when we got into Drenner. Uh, so we already talked about Chrome loading up with 19 goals, um, courtesy of the Jordies going off for, you know, McIntosh and Jordan Wolf going off for a combined nine goals, I believe. Another big time difference maker in that game. Uh, now I tweeted this out yesterday. I believe I was proven to be wrong, but not by much. So last last uh, yesterday was the first time that I noticed the Chrome finally got rid of those disgusting pink socks that they've been wearing. Um, someone mentioned to me that they actually ditched the pink socks uh, last week in Atlanta. So, you know, this is the second week that they were going with the black socks, but that right there, like that's you know kind of like what we mentioned with Drenner. Like, why would you switch helmets when things are already going so well for you? Like, it obviously didn't matter for him. Um, but for the Chrome to actually like go out of their way, be like, guys, like we need something to change here. But like, we don't know what needs to change. Like, obviously, like the team's great. We have a bunch of absolute beasts on this roster. There's nothing that we should do to the team that's going to make us any better there's really not much that we can do to our style. That's going to make us better. Like what is going to finally get us over that hump? Something finally clicked in that locker room. Maybe they were listening to the podcast and like, just heard us say it time and time again. Maybe they finally decided, Hey, these guys know what they're talking about, but to get rid of the pink socks, like that right there is a move that's right on par with bringing in Jules Henningberg in a trade, like the trade from the pink socks to the black socks. If we see, 
the Chrome end up playing like deep in the playoffs, if they're make it to like the semifinal or something like that, that adjustment from ditching the pink socks is what we'll look back on as the catalyst of all that. And, you know, I think the central point is here that everybody heard it here first. I mean, they, they heard it here first and that's what, that's what good journalism is about is, is hopping on, you know, hopping on a take and writing that take until you see the change that you want to see in the world. Uh, I just, I just coined that right there. Yeah. Journalism is all about making the changes that, yeah, that you want to see. It's not about providing the facts or anything like that. It's all about just whatever your agenda is doing absolutely everything possible to push that agenda. Um, you know, I, I thought about going to journalism school before, so you guys can trust me on this one. So as long as you push your own agenda and make those changes happen, um, you're doing your job as a journalist. And so we've been crushing that part because the Pink Sox, hopefully they're in the trash somewhere. Hopefully they're not just like stored in an equipment bin um, because they need to be gone forever. Yeah, they need to be incinerated. Um, I think that would that would really, really push, you know, kind of like that, that, we're, we're out of this era into the next one now. And even like, and, and even cause we're, you know, journalism, we're always looking, you know, 10 steps ahead. So my next chess move for them is let's get some, say if we're going to wear black socks with white cleats, how about we do black cleats? Why don't, why don't we get some, like some black cleats with maybe hear me out some Chrome underneath them. I was hoping that that's where you were going with that. Uh, one. Like, like the, you know, and I, I know not everybody's a fan of them, but like with the under armor boots that, that had the Chrome underneath them that uh, they had for um, uh, that. They sometimes did they have them for this year's under armor all American um, high school game? I think they probably, I don't, I don't, I don't know they, if they have, they've had yeah, them in years past. Yeah. They, they, they yeah, sneak them like in under armor. Like, they like to sneak them in as frequently as possible. So, so Adidas can kind of like, you know, take that, that under armor thing. Cause shoes are really just all copies of one another. So like, you know, Adidas can kind of take that concept and they can, you know, borrow it. Whoa, and then whoa, 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 whoa. What if, what if Chrome socks? Wow. That'd be like wearing aluminum foil as socks. I mean, can you? <laughs> Yo, can uh? All right, so Reynolds Wrap. If you guys are listening to us right now, which we know you are, Reynolds Wrap, huge fan of the pod. Uh, just hook the boys up with a couple rolls of tin foil. Let them just wrap up their ankles a little bit. Chrome socks. Let's make it happen. And um, now, may uh, now they they did just win with the black socks, and like that's another like you don't want to change you know what just worked for you. But if if they happen to drop another game here and they need a new spark. Reynolds rap to the to the rescue. Again, folks, you heard it here first. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's uh, that, that's week six. Maybe that's something that we can introduce in the uh, in the All Star game. Like we'll just give it a test run in there, see how it plays out, and if it's something that the boys want to keep riding with, they can you know get it going once the regular season picks back up. Uh, but yeah, so. Three games on the weekend, Redwoods, nine, Archers, eight in overtime. Jules Hennenberg with the OT dagger. Ryder Garns, he also had himself a day in that game. Not a big deal. Uh, Whip Snakes take down the Atlas, 11 to nine. And the Chrome, shit pump the chaos, 19-11. Uh, so that brings us right into the All-Star break. We've got nothing going on this next weekend. Um, then the All-Star game and skills competition will be in LA on July 21st. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, as 
I really don't think that you could have asked for the beginning of the first PLL season, like the first chapter of the PLL season uh, to go any better than it has been going so far. So all these games have been incredible to watch. There's been a ton of uh, not. Yeah. I mean, there's been plenty of drama too, you know, with some trades and shit like that. And, you know, just seeing Jules Hennenberg getting that, that revenge game. and shit. So as far as, you know, the first half of that season goes, I'm very content with it. I can't complain either. Um, I think, you know, the kind of the, the benchmark that they've set for seasons to come is exactly where they want to be, um, you know, with the content and, you know, the amount of players. And, you know, obviously, like we spoke to, you know, we spoke to, you know, our, our boy Diggs Tate, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, we're, we're looking forward to expansion. We're looking forward to where they can dress more players. And I mean, it's it's all up and up. You know, I don't have any complaints. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, if, uh, you know, if there are any specific players that you guys would like to hear on the podcast, you know, we've got a couple weeks here to start reaching out to some guys while they're not, uh, you know, too busy traveling around. So, you know, they have, have some downtime right now. So if there's anyone you want to hear, um, you know, either just, you know, tell us on, on Twitter or Instagram, just slide into the DMs, let us know, and we will try to make it happen. Uh, but until then, we are going to keep it low to high to the day we die. We out. stars above